The current spoiler level warning is Azure. Friends and folks, this week we're dealing with a spoiler level warning of Azure. Uh, we're talking about Mobile Suit Victory Gundam, a mobile suit from very near the end of Mobile Suit Victory Gundam, and a fight scene from very late in that show. Um, there's no real plot details uh, mentioned with that fight, but um, the characters involved could be a spoiler if you've only watched the very beginning of Victory. Otherwise, there is no reference to other Gundam, uh, so you are good to go. Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Mechanista NG, the show where we talk about the design of various mobile machines from Gundam. <laughs> I'm Six Detmar. I'm Dylan. Mobile machines is my new tactical way of avoiding listing every type of mobile whatever. Hey, if we go with Gaia Gear, they're called man machines in that. The evolution of mobile, mobile, uh, mobile suits. I should add Gaia gear to our list at some point. Anyway. No, we're good. Why not? <laughs> Hold on. We could just give it's it its own Gundam. thing. It's not Gundam. It is Gundam. It's not really Gundam. It takes place in the Universal Century. It's Gundam. You know what else takes place in the Universal Century is my fanfic. I mean, if, if you have mobile suits that we want to add to the list, I'll gladly talk about any robots. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't win, okay. you can't win with this. <laughs> I'll talk about any robots. Hmm. Mm. It's episode 100, we're going to be talking about Megatron, and I'm going to be frowning. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. I said, mo I'll talk about Mecha that I care about. Okay, <laughs> okay, you said robots. Okay, I did say robots. <laughs> I, I realized my mistake. Look, no offense to any Transformers fans, because there are sometimes cool designs from Transformers. I'm just not a big Transformers person. But anyway. Mechanista and G voice, that's chappy. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I'm going to roll to see what table we're working from for this episode. Uh, that's a four. That's very late, you see. See, we could have had a here, but we didn't. <laughs> All right. Let's see. And then from within that, we are talking about... Okay. Uh, this one is one I've never pronounced. Oh, give me the model number. I, I, I would say Goderlaton? Oh, the Gotraladen, yeah. Gotraladen, okay. Uh, at least that's... I've always said it kind of like that. Let, let me actually look at the kana. I don't think I've ever looked at that. It is... Gotoratan. So, okay. Gotoratan, Gotraladen, Gotraladen. I think, All yeah, right. that, that sounds All right. about right. Um, hey, this machine fucking rules. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if you're just looking at the letters, it goes T-T-R-L, and you're like, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little... Look, it's, it's fine. I'm happy about this. Oh, I like this machine a lot. Um, yeah, well, what, what is this machine? So, this is the final machine used by Katagina in Mobile Suit Victory Gundam. Um, it's a really cool thing. It's not really related to any prior Zanskare suit. It's pretty unique. Um, it's got a lot going on, though, with it. Um, so, it's a very... Uh, it's... 
guess you would call it like kind of like the Zeong of the end of the series, or like you know any of your normal end of series like rival suits. Um, mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um, so the Gotraladen, uh main thing it has many weapons all over it, uh, and it rides around in a giant gun, uh, which is also fun. Um, it gets a pretty good showing in the end at the end of victory. I feel. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, like Mozanskir suits has a very buggy design, like very you know, like the the way the eyes are in the head and has a giant horn on the back very bug-like and that's what i like about zanscare designs um shout outs to the show mm-hmm. for being the coolest but anyway uh the gotcha though is great um i love the silhouette it has i love the giant shoulder verniers that are just going on with it um i like how it has like the extended forearms because i love those on robots um it's actually why i like a lot of the mechanical design in armored core is a lot of arms have like elbows that jut out so while the arm couldn't move like completely straight the arm doesn't need to move completely straight anyway so um mm-hmm. then uh it's got some very cool legs um very ishigaki legs where the thighs are very short and then the lower legs are very long um ishigaki tends to have that kind of thing going on on a lot of them i guess technically speaking it's not really that the thighs are short so much as you have like a very small bit of thigh armor and then you still have mm-hmm. a little bit more thigh that goes down but it's like hard to see and then you have the like the lower legs are still the calves are still big though um mm-hmm. it's got the really cool eyes similar to other zanscare suits um it's got like the the big horn just reminds me of like a beetle or something i love this thing just really cool um and yeah uh it's it's a neat mobile suit. Uh, any thoughts on like the main design of it for, from you? Out of curiosity. I mean, so this is our first. This is our first victory suit, mm-hmm. and I really, I feel like this actually feels. One of the things I really love about victory is they do feel like they don't feel like necessarily future mobile suits, and that like the tech is so far beyond anything we've seen in previous Gundam, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But with some exceptions, right? There are some pieces of technology where you're like, what the hell? Um, but it's just murders. like, <laughs> right. Um, but there is all just this sense of like the the whole like aesthetic and the, the design sensibility feels several generations removed from what we're used to. So that makes it feel futuristic in the sense of like, oh, like I can see that sev- that numerous generations of mobile suit design have happened between this and the last thing that we saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, it's it's a very unique shape. It's got a very like every it, it, like everything going on with it feels very unique, and it feels very like. I agree with you. Yeah, like it's several generations ahead of like you know, let's say something from um Char's counterattack, right? Like a Giradoga. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like this. The suit is just really weird feeling. Um, I think that what helps with that feeling too is it's it's very rounded. Um, it's got a lot of very rounded parts, which are which are nice. Um, Ishigaki designs, I think, usually tend to have a lot of rounded parts. Um, uh, he's he's a designer I actually quite like. So, uh, but uh, yeah, the Goddard though, and uh, honestly, a lot of the other Zanskir suits have these like very. I don't want to say organic, because the thing is, they're not, like, human-proportioned at all. 
but they do have like that kind of organic like smooth feeling going on with like a lot of um with a lot of parts on them i feel um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. again I, I i feel they're very bug like personally like you know again you look at something like the shokyu and it looks very bug like like the little antenna and everything um well, and I mean the the name of their the name of their manufacturer is Vespa, it is which Vespa, is you know yes. just which is you know after Vespa, you know the type of wasp. So yeah. it's not. And I like, believe they're not. They even have a wasp as their little emblem. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, the yellow jackets and everything. They're not like they're they're leaning in. They they are leaning in on that for sure. Look, I'm sorry. There are other series with bug mecha that I really like, like Dunbine, that make it even more obvious. So. Sometimes when it's a more True. subtle touch, it's harder for me to say, oh yeah, this is definitely it, because my brain goes, eh, well, what if it isn't? And then I stare at, like, ah, yes, manufactured by Vespa. Okay, yeah. But, you know. <laughs> Look, it's just, Sure, sure. It's just how my brain is. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, no, um... And this thing is, like, so this thing in particular, uh... What makes it feel very next generation? Lots of weird beam weapons all over it. Um, not even... So, mm-hmm. you know, it has a rifle. I mean, most mobile suits have some kind of gun, so it has a beam rifle. I don't think the rifle's anything too special. But, inside of its little arms, it's got beam tonfas uh, that can also serve as, like, being used as a shield. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they, they're really cool, because what happens is the forearm actually, like, you know, how I mentioned it, it's elongated. Um, little... Uh, little i guess you would say above like if it's facing down a little above the wrist uh on the bottom it pops out pulls forward and then the hand can grip like a little handle uh but and then the beam is generated out of the bottom so it's got these cool like sort of underslung tonfa which i guess mm-hmm. i guess all tonfa are underslung that's why they're called tonfa uh beam tonfa in this but you know what i mean anyway mm-hmm. um but yeah, no, they're really cool. They just pop out of the bottom, and it's got those for its melee weapon. Um, and of course, the other, the secret one, the antenna can flop downward and has a giant beam blade that it can generate, which is really cool. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like it's honestly not very practical. Like, this is, this a lot of victory designs, I think, are leaning hard into just like, no, listen, like, this isn't what are, what you would really design for, like, a war machine, but this is cool and this is our aesthetic, right? And, like, the beam cutter, which is, like, the head-mounted thing, and the beam tonfa, it's like, I mean, these are kind of objectively worse than just having a beam saber, to be honest. They're but also they're a so lot cool. cooler. They're beam so sabers, much cooler. <laughs> beam sabers are incredibly boring, is the problem. <laughs> they become so blasé after a point, right? First Gundam, mm-hmm. you got your beam saber out, and it's like, oh, look, the Gundam has, like, a lightsaber, and everyone else is using all these physical weapons, so it's really cool. And then it's like, okay, but then by the time you hit, you know, like, later shows, everything has a beam saber. It's just the standard equipment now. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. fine. I just think they start losing their coolness. Um, For sure. Victory... I, I, I don't disagree at all. Uh, you know, F91 introducing beam shields is a little wacky, but it makes sense, you know. Uh, this thing is going to just dissolve, like, if beams in Gundam are so powerful that they just cut through armor like paper mache, um, the same would apply to, like, physical ammo. And because the way that beam sabers work is the whole, you know, oh, they're surrounded by an eye field and all that, you know, it can also... Theoretically, a beam saber could be used for deflecting a beam rifle shot, though no one ever does that in Gundam because that would be extremely silly. 
Um, mm-hmm. It turns out they, they don't lean in on that. Uh, but, you know, if you just had a wall of beam surrounded by an eye field, clearly it will work as a shield. So that's where you get, like, beam shields and F91 and all that. You know, now that you say it, there's going to be, like, I'm thinking of one particular uh, uh, Gundam side universe that had two series, and at some point it's probably going to have a third, and they're going to include that. Maybe. <laughs> you know the one. You know the one that would do that. Yeah. But, <laughs> look. But, like, so... Like, you get, like, this evolution of beam weapons uh, over time. And, I mean, you do get some interesting stuff, right? Like, the Girodoga from CCA, you know, has, like, a big beam axe and also a pick on the other mm-hmm. side, um, you know, for different situational uses. But most things, again, you just get your standard beam saber. Victory goes absolutely ham with weird beam weapons, though. And the beam tonfa mm-hmm. on this are actually pretty understated and even like the beam in the head are they're both pretty understated compared to some of the wackier things you get in um victory but i i I think that that's cool i just think it's a lot yeah i have always liked i like i like beam weapons i like tonfa the beam tonfa is to my mind one of the coolest melee weapons in gundam oh and it looks so good when it's being used in the show too you know you have a one of the earliest times you see it is when uh, Katagina deploys against Uso in the V2 Assault Buster, and she makes the comment about how you're wearing all that equipment. It's so funny. Um, thing I can bring up about the V2 AD, even though I know it'll get its own episode, but, you know, in video games and stuff, it gets shown as really strong. And in the show, it's pretty good, too, when it gets shown. But in the show, it also gets eliminated because uh, Katagina's just like, oh, you're incredibly slow, and she just cuts apart, like, the buster cannon and like one of its shoulders and stuff with the uh, beam tonfa like in close combat just doing these like really smooth like uh like sort of like hooks and stuff with the arm so that um it uh you know it catches them with the tonfa and it's really cool um mm-hmm. and like so you get that um i believe you get and you know Given that this is a very endgame victory suit, I'm going to assume most viewers have seen victory. Of course, we'll have the warning at the start, you know, and the description, so people will know. We're talking about a late victory suit. Um, you know, pretty sure that the only time I think the head beam gets used is uh, killing one of the Shrike team members. Uh, like, she goes towards the Godder, and then the head just bows down and blasts through. Um, need to pull up that scene if I can. But uh, that's what I seem to remember. That's the only time I think it gets used. <laughs> Um, which is pretty good. Um, and then, uh, so it's got these built-in weapons, right? It's got mm-hmm. the tonfas. It's got the you know it's able to use them as shields. It's got the big cutter in the head, and then and of course it's got its little disposable rifle, which no one cares about rifles, um, unless they have a cool design. But I'm actually not that into these because this one just looks like a pretty standard beam rifle. Yeah, it's it's just like a well, this needed a beam rifle. Yep. Um. It also has a weird... So it's funny. Katagina comments on Uso, oh, wearing all that heavy equipment just slows you down. Meanwhile, uh, we have a really cool, like, mega beam cannon uh, with, like, a thruster arrangement on the back that the uh, Godder also wears <laughs> and flies around in. Um, get some real cool stuff with that. Uh, it's just It's just got a giant beam cannon on the front of it. 
And it's got a couple of missile launchers. Missiles mm-hmm. are fine. The beam cannon is a cool giant beam cannon. Like, very uh, Hyakushiki Mega Bazooka launcher-like. Um, one of my favorite scenes in Victory is when um, Uso tries to defend against it with the V2 shield. Uh, and it disperses the beam, but the beam goes past him and starts blowing through all of the uh, uh, other ships like that he was trying to protect behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, because it just it hits the beam and then the beam just spreads. Uh, famously uh, in Gundam Extreme Versus as a series, uh, a lot of the one of the attacks with the gotcha lotting because that is one of the few playable victory suits besides the victories and the gun easy. Um, the gotcha lotting uh has the V two shield pop up in front of it, and so when it fires the beam, it disperses the beam like a shotgun <laughs> sort of effect. And I always thought that was a cute touch. I I've always liked that animation. Um. Yeah. But yeah, it rides around in this giant beam. Uh it can fold it up like and it goes over the back of it. Uh and then the back of it's just boosters. Um you have a nice little diagram uh four step process of how the arms like fold and unfold uh in such a way that it doesn't like obstruct any part of the mobile suit. Um I like the silly giant beam thing that it rides on though. Just got it has a giant clear scope that pops up on the front of it. Um it's great. Um, and I mean, there's this, there's this philosophy, right? Like she, she makes that comment about the V2 assault buster, right? Of like, look, you're covered with all this shit. It just slows you down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like, well, you've got the, 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 this, you know, this mega beam cannon, it does the same thing, but she's very capable of just undocking from it and, and just switching to melee combat. And that yes. feels like that's, that's like a big key part of the design is like, okay, from a distance dealing with grunts, you have this thing. And then when an ace gets to close range you just drop it like it actually having like yeah like an equipment that it can just drop and it's just plugged into the back so it can just drop it off at any time um Mm -hmm. is a lot more useful than yeah like the v2 you have to like you have the armor slapped on all over the mobile suit i don't think we ever see the v2 just purge its armor um like if Mm -hmm. it wanted to like it's something that needs to be like physically removed or otherwise like blown off yeah we only ever we only ever see enemies purge it for them (laughs) yes yes exactly um so like yeah like that that is true this actually has like a cool like you know modularity to it that you don't really get like with like like you know the v2 modular yes but like in a way that like you can't just choose to switch off the packs whenever you want um Mm -hmm. you know or not all the pieces of it, at least. I think, like, maybe the buster, probably the backpack buster can, like, pop out. But, you know, other than that, like, yeah, like, the V2 Assault's armor is not going to come off of it. Um, right. And, yeah, you mentioned that, though, and it's a good point. Um, like, it actually just having, like, this plugs into the back, you can disconnect it if you need, is probably one reason why it's probably better design i i still love the v2 assault buster well okay i like the v2 okay. assault i actually don't care for the assault buster but anyway we'll leave that for a victory video not to get too much on a tangent um mm-hmm. i just don't want to re- misrepresent myself or have a future video where i where i clarify it and it's like oh well didn't you say all that far back and i know no one will do that to me but my brain that's <laughs> just how it works sure. um but the Goddard, uh yeah it's really cool uh I, I, God, sorry. I'm just looking at pictures of the machine. I love this machine a lot. Uh, 
Now, it's not as fancy as some of the other weapons, because, like I said, we've kind of gone over all of its weapons now with the inclusion of the Mega Beam Launcher. Mm-hmm. Um, or the Mega Beam Cannon, sorry, not Launcher. Mega Beam Launcher is a different weapon for a different mobile suit. Just like how <laughs> Hyper Mega Be- Look, there are many, many names for these things. But they will get them consistently correct in media, so... Um... But, but yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah. It is one thing to I feel like that's interesting is this is such a like we've talked about. Um, I guess there are a couple of things. One is that since victory is sort of the only uh, show, and it's like I know it's UC, but it, in in its like world building and stuff, it is effectively the only one in its timeline, right? Yeah, I would say that's an accurate assessment. Yeah, not including like you know, maybe some manga or something out there. but Right, yeah. right. Um, and so I feel like there's an interesting thing where, like, if this, if, if, if the Goddard was part of, like, a larger, like, if this was in the equivalent of this show's, like, Char's counterattack, I feel like we'd be a lot more negative on it, right? Like, we talked about, like, the, the Jigen last week, and the Jigen um, is not as cool of a suit as this is, but also, in ways, you can see that there's a similar vibe of, like, coming at the end of a series of, like, wild designs and kind of paring things down, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at the history of Victory, you've got, like, the like the the beam wire emitters and you've got beam rotors and you've got all these wild weapons. And the Goddard mm-hmm. is a pretty straightforward design. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, like, yeah, especially thinking about a lot of Zanskir weapons, you know, things like the Zanik, which flies around on its little UFO and fires down beams, or the King Gauzo, which fires the the fucking force lightning looking beams out of its uh, weird funnel backpack. You know, you get the fucking oh. Einrad, <laughs> and then the Einrad, yes, yes, the Einrad, uh, and the Gedlav. You know, like giant wheels and stuff. Yeah, you know, this is something. Looking at the Goddard, it is actually the more I look at it, um, other than like the shape of it, but like just in terms of its equipment and stuff, it's definitely something I could see being like a weird like double zeta era axis suit right like it's mm-hmm. got like a, some special gimmicks but it's not like too ridiculous um i could see that um for sure should know also uh for those who uh are looking at art of the beam cannon or anything as we talk about this uh the barrel for the beam cannon is not actually the front of the beam cannon uh it's it's got two openings in the side like uh like it's not like it fires one beam it fires two beams just a thing to note uh just because it's kind of neat uh, because it's got like a little divider in the middle of it, um. Mm-hmm. So it already fires. <laughs> God, just thinking about it splitting the beams again. But uh, ridiculous gun. Anyway, but yeah, like it's nothing on the suit is so. Other than like the beam, sh- like the idea of like using the tonfos as like a beam shield and maybe like the antenna, uh, mm-hmm. which again, even that's not like super duper ridiculous. You know, they're not like. It really isn't, like, all that, like, super special or, you know... It's a surprisingly restrained design. Yeah, it's it's very restrained. Um, also, love the silhouette of it from the back, just because, God, so many boosters love this thing. Gives me uh, some Gerbera Tetra vibes in some ways, with, like, you know, just having, like, the giant shoulder verniers and uh, the rear skirt with, like, the booster. And I just love this thing. Really cool. For sure. Um, mm-hmm keep looking at uh the design again but yeah um 
very restrained though for the end of victory. I still think it's a very fun suit to talk about because this would be our first victory suit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, yeah, we haven't had any other. Uh, very cool. uh, we haven't even had any other machines from uh, F91. That hasn't happened. No. No, it hasn't. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was the last uh, episode, folks. <laughs> for those curious, we may have lost an episode on the Refugia. It makes me very sad. <laughs> we'll get back was... to it one day. We'll put it we'll, back on we, the we list. We will get back to yeah. it one day. Yeah, we'll put it back on the list and we'll get back to it again. Uh, just not anytime soon because, uh, you know... the. It turns out if you if we tried recording two episodes of that in a row right after we just recorded it, they would have been so low energy and just exhausted. It's like, uh, yeah. we, what did we already talk about? But anyway, do do us a special favor. Release like an MSV with a Reflesia, just to give us a little extra. Yeah, just F90, give us a present. Pop a treat. Yeah, we will never see F ninety one M. Like we will never. Okay, you know what? I don't <laughs> want to say never because there is that new F ninety manga being worked on. But uh-huh. I think, in general, we will probably not see, like, F91 and Victory Machines, like, get mobile suit variations anytime soon. You could um, see, like, like a prototype Reflesia or something. But. Yeah, you, we could see that. Um, but Nothing else, really, though. Um, especially not Victory. Especially, well, I don't know. It depends on whether you count Crossbone or not. But, you know, Hasegawa is a criminal, so... <laughs> criminal of design just look i oh look i know how to have fun with designs i just do not like like crossbone era designs i cannot stand them and yuasa has or not yuasa why did i say yuasa um uh but but hasagawa is there even a Yuasa that works on Gundam? No. Night is long, walk on Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said Yuasa there. I think I had to have listened to a podcast where someone was talking about Yuasa or something. Anyway, Hasegawa, uh, Hasegawa is like the only person I can think of that ever touches that era, though, at all. Other than that new F90 mm. manga, because it's like, you know, Crossbone is post F91. And I do believe some later Crossbone things start veering into some stuff from Victory. Um, plus there was a Victory Gundam side story that he did at one point, so he's like the only one that touches the era, and I just, I, I do not, I do not gel with his designs at all, his design sense, um, because he, he, you know, does a lot of the designs himself, um, I think the crossbones themselves, which are like the best designs, were actually originally done by Kotoki, which is really funny. Because those are the one mm. designs that end up leaving crossbone a lot of the time. Um, but I just do, I do not gel with his design sense. And so I guess we have some victory machines. I know some people really like his stuff. And they, it is really wacky and it is fun. And there are some things that I can kind of laugh at. I just, on the whole, not my jam. But. Well, since we're since we're on the subject um, of designers, uh, this is an Ishigaki. This is a junior Ishigaki. Uh, yes. What are your What are your Ishigaki feelings? I like Ishigaki's designs a lot. Um, I'm trying to think. Was Victory the first show he worked on uh, for yes. Gundam? I believe yes. it is. Um, he's and he's like Victory and after and he's Gundam X and um, yeah, he's done some stuff for Wing and and Unicorn. Um, and Man H. has a very active, wonderful Twitter account too. Uh, uh oh, wait, no. There is uh, one thing he worked on before it, duh. Uh, F91, remember? Reflesia. Oh, you're right. Yes, because uh, he did. Uh, he was the one that had those Reflesia sketches that we were looking at. 
He was he was the one who had those drawings of like I don't know what you're trying to get me to do. <laughs> yeah, like all the weird Iron Mask <laughs> things. Yeah, uh, Ishigaki did the uh, principal like base design for it, and then eventually he did the uh, uh, the they they got clean. His designs got cleaned up by Okawara, so he wasn't like a major mm-hmm. like they just used his designs wholesale. He did some like principal design, which was later cleaned up by Okawara, pro- possibly some other artists for some of the other things. But yeah, so Victory was the first show where he really had like these are just his designs happening like things like the shoki and all that mm-hmm. um really good designs though on the whole um and i like him as a designer uh he does designs for gundam x that i really like some designs for wing i really like like for wing he did like the uh uh as i later as i learned it was called the magwanak i always thought it was magwanak but magwanak um he did uh he did like I'm trying to think of like other specific ones that you know ggp people would know can't really think mm. of too many um because a lot of his stuff again mostly in like gundam gundam x he has a lot of like side designs that i can think of that he did um mm-hmm. and he I, th- I think he's a pretty good designer though and i really like his uh really like his um his twitter account for having like i, I like when i can find sketches because he's got a lot of sketches that are just mm-hmm. i just they're like i just drew this this idea while working on the show like it has nothing to do with stuff but i drew it and it and i like that i appreciate a lot of the designs with that um but cool designer uh and also like a responsible for a lot of the designs from victory especially a lot of the the uh, yes. Vespa designs and i just really think those machines like the you know like the shoku and stuff are just really really like unique and striking and and well-designed machines mm-hmm. um they're really cool machines, uh, and they have a very they they he has a very unique art style to him um, that I think really comes through on his designs when he's allowed. I feel like he's given a lot more free reign in Victory than uh, you know because like the Maganak, well unique. It has it has the legs. It has the thing where it's got the smaller thighs and the really long legs. Um, mm-hmm. But like uh, I I feel like Victory he got to. He had a lot of free reign with the designs, along with his X designs and such. Um, they're really they're good designs. Good designs. Uh, happy, I, I hope we get to get some more of his designs in the future. Um, so, I think... So, we've been running about 30 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about Victory MSV. And Endgame Victory Suits, right? Right. Huh. I may save. Actually, I need to save this for the V two episode. I, there is another suit that I was thinking we should talk about because it's another end game victory suit that's a, like a final end game Vespa design. But mm. I think it will be more appropriate in the V two episode. Is it the Rick Contio? It. No, it is the Zanspine uh, from uh, SD oh. Gundam G Generation. But given that okay. it's kind of a counterpart I don't know to what the that V2, is. <laughs> yes, it's a counterpart to the V2, so that's why I think maybe it's more appropriate for that. Our V2 episode is going to run so sure. long if we ever get that. But, um... Uh... Yeah. I just didn't know if we should add anything more, because I'm like, ah, oh, we've only run 30 minutes on this. But, uh... I think we got a good talking about the Godder. I don't know if there's much else to talk mm-hmm. about with it. Because, you know, it's... No. It doesn't have any variants or anything. You know we don't we don't need to overreach, right? This is a uh, right, this is right. this is good. Um, yeah, that's fair. Uh, so 
that's all about the Gotcher, uh, Gotcherlada. Mm-hmm. Combine both its nickname, because a lot of us, at least I mean, people I know who play Gundam, will call it just the Gotter for short, because G-O-T-T-E-R, mm-hmm. Gotter. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the Gotter's, Gotter's cool, cool mobile suit. I'm glad we got it. Um, maybe not my first pick for victory, uh, just because I wanted something with a beam rotor to be our first victory thing, but, you know. But now we just get to tease the existence of the beam rotor. We're going to have a fun conversation whenever that comes around. Yes, exactly. All right. Uh, but until next time, Dylan, if folks want to find you on the internet, how do you recommend they do that? It doesn't have to be the best way, just the thing that you think they should do. Uh, Well, the... Well, I almost just said the best way. Uh, the way I think they should, I'm on Twitter. I'm at LowPolyRobot. Uh, no spaces or anything, just low poly robot um i usually post me playing old games and robots <laughs> all right uh and sometimes old games with robots in them therefore they are low poly robots yes yes for sure um we need more of those not enough not enough mecha games made in the um ps1 era I picked opinion. up, uh, I mean, I know this, maybe this isn't low poly enough for you, but I picked up uh, Armored Core 2 and uh, Another Age the other day. Look, PS2 aesthetic, also good. Maybe not okay. as low poly as I'd like, but still good. Um, 2 and 2 Another Age, that's going to be fun. Uh, neat games. Um, I, I need to play, I actually need to play Original 2. I've only played Another Age uh, secretly. Um, I did like. Yeah, I played. Another I played. Age, but yeah, I played some of Another Age. I rented it way back in the day. But mm. so I, my my experience with the Armored Core was uh, I played a I played the hell out of the PS One demo for the original Armored Core. It was on one of the PlayStation Underground discs. Thought it was really mm-hmm. cool. Had the garage music burned into my brain, even though there was like no customization in that demo. But that that's on the the um, Shape Memory Alloy is the song. Um, good name. Uh, it's the garage theme, uh, and that theme was stuck in my head so much as as a kid. Um, then later on, I eventually got into playing a Silent Line for the PS2. That was my mm. PS2 one that I played. And then I got Four Answer, and let me tell you, Four Answer probably still my favorite uh, Armored Core game. Uh, Four Answer for the uh, 360 PS3, um, great game. But anyway, start showing into talking about Armored Core. Can do that at any time too. But, you know, <laughs> like I said, Hard- the episode they've made it this far, they can survive. Yeah. Uh, if you want to find me, uh, I I think probably you should just do Twitter um, at Six Stepmar on Twitter. S I X D T S I X D E T T M A R. I almost misspelled my own name. Um, and then also, if you if you want to find like my my work directly, scanlandmedia.com, patreon.com, slash scanlandmedia. I do a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but until next time, folks. Peace out. Uh, no wait, no wait. Ending. No, you know, special victory ending this week. <laughs> no, no, we do. We, no, I have to do the special victory ending. Stand up to the victory. It's Tomino.
終わりのないディフェンスでもいいよ君が僕を詰め続けて